welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeves. And today we are talking about <laughs> your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. The best one. So far, yeah. It's the best one so far. Yeah. It's not even close. Which is like, considering how many Spider-Man movies have been made, I that's quite frankly shocking. Yes, I, it is shocking, but it's it's absolutely true. Although I will say I skipped one or two of the, uh, oh, what's his name? Andrew Garfield? Yeah, I skipped, I, uh, I skipped one of those. I, I was also, like, I can't. I skipped both of them. Because <laughs> that's to me, it got to the point where I was like, I don't need more <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. movies. And yeah, then, Diana's signaling us. You don't need to. You don't you need don't to see <laughs> and then And then they were like, we're rebooting Spider-Man again. I was like, Ugh, I'm yeah. so tired of this. And then I saw the movie. And I was like, well, that was just delightful. Perfect casting. That's so good. Yes. So they finally cast somebody that is supposed like, is is uh, the real like Spider Man uh, essence. He's of, a- like he's a teenager. He's supposed to be a teenager. He's supposed to look young. Yep. He's supposed to be- not do everything Awkward, correctly. Make mistakes. Make mistakes. Get excited when he sees other superheroes. Like all that shit. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. So and who's who's our main villain? Well, here? our main <laughs> villain uh, is of course uh, Vulture, um, played by uh, Adrian Toomes slash Vulture, played mm. by the uh, fantastic Michael Keaton. Does a uh, great job. Oh, good, uh, so good. Um, yeah, he's great. So I th- he's supposed to be the villain, and I need to point this out because we mm. pointed it out on an earlier episode. Anytime a movie opens with the villain, yeah, you know the villain's going to be super, uh, super defensible. Yes, in this case, and this movie opens with the villain. Yeah, and him getting completely screwed over. Yeah, so let's break that down a bit because, like this, this there's a lot of really cool like metaphor and stuff in here. That yeah, I there's a lot too. of layers to what's happening. Like, yeah. do I agree with everything the vulture does? Fuck no. Okay, like no. Yeah, there's some deathy things. There's definitely some. Uh, yeah, he doesn't do everything on the up and up. But I one thousand percent understand his motivations. Yeah, and it's funny that you put it that way, where you understand his motivations. Because watching this, I really wanted to make a distinction. I I really feel like that maybe the villain wasn't right because there's a lot of things that he does that I don't agree with, but he is just like, like motivated in such a compelling way. Yes. And believable way. Like I would say the villain is motivated correctly. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Or just, I would say right ish, right ish. (laughs) Yeah. Right ish. He's right in the ballpark. Um, but yeah, let's, let's just talk about that like opening scene for a minute. Cause it's Michael Keaton and this is the first Spider-Man that's happening in the MCU, mm-hmm. right? So this happens after the uh, New York uh, debacle, debacle like they, yeah. in from Avengers, and there's all this everything's trashed, crashed alien technology around, which and, he has a contract for to he, clean up. Yeah, and he his opening line is "Things have changed. Look at this," and he's holding up clearly his daughter's. Um, drawing of the Avengers. Yes. He goes, there's green guys now tearing down buildings. There's like, you know, gods and stuff like this. He's like, you know, back in my day, I was, I was drawing pictures of cowboys and Indians and the way I goes, it's native Americans, which I love. Like it's, yeah. it's just this great thing of like, everything has changed. And the world in which you live no longer exists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like not just like Avengers are here now, but, you know, in a very blue collar way of saying the the things that you 
are familiar with familiar are now with are gone. Gone, yeah. That the world doesn't work like you think it does anymore, which is like such a poignant point to to hinge this movie on mm-hmm. and, and the villain. Yes. Right? Where it goes, the world that you know no longer exists. And and the the villain uh the vulture's villain in this is actually not necessarily Spider-Man, but uh certainly not. But uh Tony Stark. Yes. It is the Stark Foundation that is his direct villain and it's like uh Spider-Man is a side of this. He is he's just a sort of a barrier that keeps getting in his way. Spider-Man is also almost a nuisance and it's yeah. also it's also really interesting to think of I completely agree that his main rival is Tony Stark. Yes. But at no point is he going up against Tony Stark. He's just trying to exist in a world where Tony Stark has screwed him over. Exactly. And in the way he does it is, uh, I find actually pretty palatable. Other than the fact that he does sell weapons to to bad guys, obviously. Yeah. uh, The people that want weapons. Other than that, and even still, when that is brought up, he makes an excellent point, I think, of uh, this is exactly what uh, Tony Stark's doing. Yeah. That's legitimately his past business, whether he's doing it currently or not, made most of his money, and I believe his father as well, yep. um, in uh, funding, the, uh, producing weapons for the military. Yes. Which is the exact same thing, only he's doing it on a much smaller scale. And he, no, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but when he does steal things, he doesn't take all of it. Mm. He's not here to take the whole truck. He's not here to take the whole cart. He keeps saying, he's like, we fly under the radar. He takes just enough that it won't be noticed that he's taken it. And that's how he's funding his life. Something that he was already promised to off of the top of the movie. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I so much to unpack here. <laughs> I just I'm wanted to yeah. circle back. No, there. It, 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 I absolutely love it. Cause yeah, to, to go back to that start of the movie, he's like, well, I've been hired to clean up all this alien tech. That's weird. And they've clearly been doing it a while. Cause he's like, Oh no, 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 you can't cut through that with our side. You got to use their stuff in order to cut. Like they, they've gained some expertise as to how to, Work with this, yes. and then and then somebody just shows up and goes. Everybody, stop now! You're done. Tony Stark's taking over, and if you if you don't turn everything over to us, you will be prosecuted. You yeah. are a criminal now. Yeah, which is really not the way to make that entrance. That is a, so harsh. Like that woman was a bitch. Yeah, way to get your backup. Like um, my backup immediately. Yeah, you could be like, "Hi, everybody. Um, government new law. Everything's been changed. We're going to pay you out the rest of your contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we, we've got to stand down because we realize this is a national security risk, and we can't have everybody doing it." Also, you know that Stark's got that money. Yeah, he could have paid out that contract. No issues. Yeah. No issues. He could have paid it off immediately. And this guy's literally living in a skyscraper to yes. himself. Yes. Okay. With a business underneath him. Now, mind you, that, that place is pretty thrashed at that point and they're moving. But still, this guy has like billions of dollars. Just pay out the contract so then you have no problem. Yeah. And I, I don't think Tony Stark necessarily knew about that company. Like, I think that's a, that's a government decision where we're going to get Tony Stark to clean up the mess. But the the legality but of that is if if you have a contract, you need to pay. Yeah, yes, you, need, you to, need to get paid. Yeah, and I'm sure he would have a, a case in court and all the rest. But this is one of the shittiest lines, and we were talking about this before. Happens at this scene though, where uh, Toombs goes, 
Oh, what are you, what are you talking about? I have a contract from the city mm. to, to clean this up. Like, it's like, I bought trucks for this. I have men on this, which is another very important point is that his point is that he is legitimately employing people that desperately need this work yeah and you're pulling the rug from under them and i've gone ahead and i've gone i bought trucks i've i've laid out all this money mm -hmm. ahead of time to fulfill this contract and they go the one guy just goes well maybe you shouldn't have overextended yourself fuck you fuck that guy for sure i honestly that was i think the one thing this movie was missing is that i wanted to full circle back to that guy and have somebody bitch slap him well, he gets punched. Does he get punched? Yeah. Does he? Oh, he does literally <laughs> Tomb, get punched Tomb in that punches scene. punches him in that scene. Yeah, but yeah, But yeah. like, I, I, I wanted a little more from that guy because like that is just the biggest dick move. Like that's such a terrible thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Especially when you've just given them, given them like devastating You're news. losing your job. Can you imagine if you just like broke your leg and somebody came up to you like, oh, shouldn't have tried to run that fast, huh? Like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, man. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> there is something very funny about seeing someone like, like with a broken leg and just going up to them and like, oh, I thought you could make it, eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> almost made that one. Like, like how you gave yourself a more Canadian accent. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, my. Try, couldn't uh, stick the landing, eh, bud? <laughs> Yeah. This is someone who's clearly in pain, being yeah. like, oh, almost. Like, <laughs> so, but that's that's kind of a more optimistic, friendly version of that. Not yeah. you've lost your job. Oh, I shouldn't have overextended yourself. Yeah. Eh? Like that's a bit of a dick move. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's even in that same scene, or or slightly afterwards, where Toombs says, "Oh yeah, Tony Stark's getting paid to clean it up." Mm -hmm. And he goes, "Look." the people who made this mess are getting paid to clean it up now. Which is 100% accurate. That's how things work, yeah. yeah. You fucked it up and now, oh Although yeah. What a great metaphor for the economy, huh? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's super great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a really powerful metaphor and well executed despite being in the middle of a otherwise somewhat goofy Spider-Man movie. Which is great because you yeah. need that for the you need to lighten it up, bring it back down, yeah, lighten exactly. it up. I and think it's, it's not, really well done, and it's not heavy handed. You know no. what I mean? It's not like someone looks in the camera and goes, "We live in an oldgiarchy." Like oldgiarchy. Oh no! I can picture the word in my head. I just can't say it. You know what I mean? It's like the rich control us all. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just pawns in their game. Which I mean, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, and then you know, not to do every quote he says, but he also says. At the end, when he's like the final, mm. almost final confrontation, where he says, you know, they don't care. Guys like Tony, like, how do you think he made his money, to your yeah. point? Uh, Tony didn't give that money back, mm -hmm. right? And he goes, do you think guys like that give a shit about us? He's like, we, we fight their wars for them. We build their roads, but they don't give a shit. They don't care about guys like us, like you and me. Yeah. You know, and you go, and he's right. He goes, they send yeah. off, they send us off to wars. We're the ones that fight. They never fight. Yeah. We are the ones that fight. So why can't well, I take like my slice? Yeah, from down here. You know what I mean? Like I, we should be able to do this. Which I mean, again, don't love your methods, but a hundred percent agree with your message. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And oh, I will say this: I do find that he lives pretty extravagantly for a villain that I could get on board with. You know what I mean? Like he's will, definitely living well above. He lives. Well, 
so he lives outside of the city. He's not, mm-hmm. he does not live in New York City. And he's living an upper middle class life. You would call that upper middle? Oh, man, I'm really low on the totem pole. <laughs> well, no, like he's got, he's got a big, he has a big house. Yeah. He has fancy cars, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But like, I wouldn't put that the way he's living any more above like how someone who owns their own construction company Oh, fair enough. Would okay. live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I think for if his if his cover story is that he's doing like a scrap metal salvage um, demolition you know right. industry, is... it's like he owns the company, he's employing people. I think he's doing. I think he nailed exactly the the level at which he's trying to live. Like, if he was in a penthouse, yeah, downtown, you'd be like, yeah, no way. I also think I, I just think if um, if we, there was one more layer added to if he was a tiny bit more Robin Hoodie, like that would really take me there. You know what I mean? Uh, yes and no, because I think there's a very strong thing where that it's like I take care of me and mine. Yeah. Okay. And and that includes the guys who I'm working with on the crew. I guess I just don't have that attitude. And I've had this conversation with a couple other people where I don't, that's not the way that I think. So it's, it throws me off. It's, it's, well, for me, it's, it's the difference between I am doing this because I think that it is morally right. And Mm -hmm. therefore like the Robin Hood thing is I will put myself in harm's way and risk things to do what is right, which is to, take from the rich and distribute it to the people who need it the most. Yes. Which is more of an altruistic sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think where he's operating from is more of a survival mode where you go, I need to fly under the radar. I can't risk losing this for my family. I can't risk this becoming public because I need to, I, I need to take care of my family. And if I start spreading the wealth around or trying to do the right, the quote unquote mm. right thing, it's going to ruin what I have, and then nobody gets anything. That's you know a good point. I mean? The anim, uh, what, do, what do I want? Anonymity. Uh, no. An, 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 oh no. <laughs> oh. Anonymous. Yeah. And it, sure. Uh, that's it, the, essentially yes. Whatever I'm gonna. The anonymity. That's like the sea <laughs> creature, right? The no. anonymity. I. What is that word? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is this is the verbal equivalent of typing it into uh autocorrect and just being like I hope I hope the, I hope Siri gets this. Yeah, and Siri's like what did what, you mean? What are you talking? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. You all know what word we're talking about. <laughs> That's always a big hit to my confidence when I try and type something in and they're like we literally have no no I- idea. No idea. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, I, I've gone to this dumb, huh? You know how, yeah, you know how far from the word you mean you have to be for us not to get it? We've seen pretty much all of yeah. it. Everything. Um, yeah. And nobody's tried to write it like this. He is trying to be more anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you're right in that aspect that would, uh, if he did start giving out some money and shit, it would open him up to some bad shit for sure, yeah. or at least some press or whatever. What exactly. have you. He's the fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. Do what I need to do to get my family through this. And again, is stealing from people that don't need the money that don't yeah. even notice these things are going missing. Yep. And I, I don't have any problem with that. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fine. Like, I guess there's like a national security thing, which he does kind of, 
prove the point of where he's building weapons and giving them to criminals and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's but like, why? I I just. I, I have a problem. Now, I, I get the whole universe and why you would give it to Tony Stark, but I hate the attitude of, well, it would be better with this man than this man. It's like, why why give it all to hit one man? You know what I mean? Like, why give mm-hmm. it all to Tony Stark? That's crazy. This split guy, it up. Yeah, split it up. Uh, give it or just keep it locked up with the government or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and they do that, right? So they, they do, that's where he gets, Spider-Man gets locked in is that warehouse where all that tech goes. Yeah. But I, you have to assume that, uh, Tony Stark has easy access to this tech. Yes. This this is basically his tech. Yeah. Essentially. And probably his facility. And he, uh, he's also a guy who's proven time and time again that he really can't be trusted with technology like Ultron. Like this happens after Ultron, you know, plus Iron Man's a dick he like, is a dick he's a dick i mean he's like that's dick. part of his storyline is that he's a bit of a dick but he's a redeemable dick and he's a dick several times in this movie yeah specifically to peter yes um yeah which is something i really want to talk about yeah let's talk about that because this is the downfall to a lot of the the operations in this movie is that Peter Parker is constantly trying to get some validation. Okay, first of all, we're talking about a kid that doesn't have any parents anymore. Okay, so he is an orphan. So he is looking for validation elsewhere. Like he is looking for parental figures, whether that's in there or not. That is part of his, uh, I guess, or like Spider Spider Man. (laughs) Yes, the the Spider Man universe. He does need approval from these older people. Um, He is still learning about his powers. He um, has already had had like a large runaround with this team of people. Mm -hmm. Um, All this to say is that you can't, when you have somebody under your uh, tutelage or whatever, uh, under, under your, yourself, you always have to give them something to do. You have this guy basically like chasing his tail. Okay. He's, he's running around, running around, calling him caught, like just want something to do. Just want to do something. Just want to do something. Even if it's a shitty task, you have to give these people tasks. Like if I work with, say I'm like the manager of a fucking blockbuster. Okay. I'm the manager of this blockbuster. Okay. And there's somebody that I don't think has the skill set to do anything larger uh, or any large scale things, nothing managerial, nothing important. I'm not just going to tell that person to do nothing because they're going to cause far more damage than I am going to be able to handle. Okay. When you leave these people with nothing, they are going to start spinning in circles and destroy everything around them. You need to give them something to do. That's manageable and ways in which they can improve. Exactly. You're absolutely right. They kind of just leave him to his, own devices. A great example is that he has um, training tech in the suit he's been wearing that he didn't know he had training tech for. Yes, no one ever bothered to train him. Um, it's almost it's almost as if and and this is worse because they do that really cool video recap of uh, Civil oh, War. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I loved that. But yeah. it really paints it as like Tony Stark flew back to New York City, abducted a child, mm-hmm. flew him to Germany to sort of fight in a battle. Um, that he wasn't involved in at all, yeah, the politics or anything mm-hmm. like that, uses him to his own advantage because he needs him in that moment and then shuttles him back to New York and was like, uh, by the way, we'll keep in touch and then proceeds to not only uh, pass him off to Happy, which like that, you know, ha- uh, that maybe that is 
the right thing to do was happy's going to manage, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and help you out. Cause like I got other things fine, but like then is summarily ignored when he's like doing crime reports and stuff like that, where he's like, you know, saving kittens from trees and that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas if someone should have actively been like, okay, here's what's going to happen, you know, work on your powers, work on your, you know, figure something out like like well, a training schedule exactly because right. if, if this guy had been training the entire time at least he's wor- he has a goal he's working towards something and that's something that you can actually measure and you know that suit can measure mm-hmm. so like yeah, oh, yeah get that's this true kid. that would have statistics at the yin yang I can't imagine giving something somebody uh, or giving something to somebody that they could use to train but not tell them that that's how that functions. Oh, I can imagine that. Absolutely. As I've worked in a corporate <laughs> job. It's like, wait, we training. have training on this? It's like, yeah, we could access that all the time. Well, shit. Like that, that has actually happened to me. So yeah. Cause you get this kid in an alley for a few hours. Like, yeah, he could really train himself into, yeah. Yeah. The being as impressive as the suit he's wearing. And it's a, it's just a real shit thing to do to a kid like that to be like, you're important. You matter. We're going to be buds. We're going to take care of yourself and then be like, oh, actually, I don't need you anymore. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Like, I bet bye. you don't have separation issues because you don't have parents it's anymore. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Iron Man. I'm going to go fuck uh, super bottles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, your uncle also died. <laughs> yeah. Which I think even in this universe is still your fault. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the story. It's always right? important to that. Yeah. To the Spider-Man story. Uncle Ben. That it was his fault. That's but, why he's got to uh, be. Let's, let's talk about this. How hot would Uncle Ben have been? Oh, he had to have been <laughs> a smoke show. He's getting Because Auntie is looking hot, fine. Hot Aunt May is the thing that nobody asks for and, and everybody, everybody wants. wants. Everybody yeah. wants. She is the hottest person in that whole movie. And I think she's... How old is she? Marissa Tomei? I'm not sure. Because I think she's like over 50 which is absolutely incredible uh <laughs> this this woman is lights out gorgeous yeah marissa tomei is uh, marissa tomei age 54 years old Boom. according to google yeah, yeah she's doing she's doing so real good also which is something i deeply respect in movies age appropriate yeah actually, age appropriate you know what? to yep. be an aunt to be in that position yeah, everything lines up because I'm so tired. Like I don't, but and of course she's gorgeous. Like she's absolutely a knockout. But like I, I, I prefer that. I prefer. I'm like okay. I, I don't want to look at some thirty. You know what I mean? Some twenty year old that's pretending that she's like thirty five or something and out of her depth. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't want to see that anymore. She is beautiful, but also her age and like ah yes. It was just great casting. You had a sister, or I, I don't actually know what the lineage is there. She mm. had a sister or whatever who had a kid and great. died. And I love that men are hitting on her because I'm like, facts. If this woman was walking around, men would be hitting on her. Yeah, it's Marissa Tomei. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's, yeah. And uh, also, it's just a great contribution to the, the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. like that concerned balance yeah. of like, what are you doing? You're sneaking out of the house. I used to sneak out of the house too, but like, what's, what's your deal? Absolutely. She would be, if I had, if I had to pick Craig, yeah, somebody to have sex with in this movie, it would be Marissa Tomei. Fair enough. Absolutely. Without quite, she is light speeds ahead of everybody else. 
What's your views on Tom Holland then? Like, cause he's, uh, he's not, yeah. a, he's not a teenager. He isn't, but he's, he's still, he's too fresh for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Like he's still, first of all, he he's, is. The banana still got a little green on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I think it's also because of the role he's playing, obviously. Yeah. Um, because like, if you put me in that mindset, like, I, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, that, that high school kid is rocking it. Like, oh God. Yeah. But, um, even like interviews, stuff like that, I just don't, I, he's just too young for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think he, how he old plays is he? young very, very well. I uh, think he's, uh, I want to say he's like 24, 23, 24, something like that. But still like too young. Like I'm 29, which isn't that huge of a difference, but it's big enough for me. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I can't dip that that low. I could go the other way. You know what I mean? Like I could date up to 40. That's not a problem for me, but dip in the other way. I can't do it. He is. Uh, he's 23 years old. Yeah. And I have a firm belief that you are not a full functioning person until you're 25. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. Sorry. Anybody who is listening to no, this. No, listen, if you're like, younger, here's the thing. <laughs> it's not that you're not a person and I'm sure you're great and I'm sure you had a lot of great interests, but I, I tell you, just talk to me after you turn 25 and tell me how different you feel because mm-hmm. it will happen. It will happen. It's, it's not exactly that age, but right in and around there, you start to figure out who you're going to be kind of forever. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. like you, you kind of lock in. Years or yeah, something. yeah. You kind of lock in of what the personality is going to be. But like before that, that's why I tell male, anytime I talk to my friends, I'm like, uh, cause you know, I've got a bunch of older friends and stuff like that. And they're like, well, there's really no problem if they're over 20. And I'm like, yeah, but, um, are you still dating any of these women? And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, cause there's always an issue. Cause this woman doesn't know who she is yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's got to have time to figure it out. Yeah. You're dating somebody that doesn't have a full identity. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all, yeah, it's, it's all very confusing. They're all going to be good. They're going to be constantly changing. And yeah, of course in a year they're going to break up with you because they're not the same person they were when they started dating you. Yep. So all that to say, we're all for so, hot yeah. Aunt May. No, we're all hot for hot Aunt, Aunt May. May. Hot, hot Aunt, Aunt May. May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Get it, girl. And, uh, and talking about Tom Holland being so young, though, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I absolutely love in this movie is, like, there's some legitimate vulnerability there. Like, when um, Vulture brings... And to, or tombs brings that roof down on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And good he's scene. and he's you know cru- which one thing I don't necessarily agree with with mm. him, which we can get into in a bit. But he brings that roof down and he's crying. Yeah. And is scared mm-hmm. and desperate. And it's this beautiful scene where he like kind of has that flashback. It's like if you're nothing without the suit, then you're not like. And he gets himself out of it. But you just go, that's a, that's, that's no longer a kid playing to be a superhero. That's a scared kid. Yeah. Legitimately a scared kid. I thought that was great. Um, I thought any of the scenes with him freaking out about the other superheroes was also great. Yeah. Just the joy it of really like, gave some like texture to his character. Cause I'm like, I really believe that this person is a teenager experiencing this. Yeah. It's like, have you tried on the suit yet? What do you mean? It's in the other room. He's like, there's another room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. I also love the, and this is just like such a small thing in the movie, but all of the captain America video. Yeah. Oh, so funny with Hannibal Burris. <laughs> yes, as the gym teacher. Just not caring. <laughs> just me like, uh, I think this guy's a war criminal now, but I got to play it. Anyway. <laughs> that line <laughs> so destroyed the, me. The state says I, I need a, to play. Yeah, he's, he's a, a war, war criminal. criminal. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that's so good. But I, I love it because I'm like, if we lived in this universe, I 1000% believe that's what would happen yeah. <laughs> with these guys. Yep, it's great. Hi, I'm Captain America, and I'm telling you to eat your vegetables. Yep. Oh, God. And yeah, so as much as we often are like, oh, the villain was right, so the hero was wrong, I really have no problem with Peter Parker or Spider-Man in this whole movie. I think he conducts no. himself super well. I think, yeah, I think he's a great hero in this movie. I think uh, Tony Stark is the side villain. Side villain, for sure. Yep. 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 Um, okay, and then getting back to Vulture. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so the twist... Which, oh, yeah, ooh la la. Uh, I can't believe I fell for this in the theaters the first time I saw it, but genuinely took me for a loop. So it turns out he is uh, Liz. Is it Liz, right? Uh, that he's dating? Uh, so, yeah, there's a whole, yeah, yeah, Liz, yeah. Um, where Tom, uh, Peter Parker gets to ask her out to homecoming and it's very nice. And, you know, because he's going through this whole thing about like judging what's important and all the rest. And um, he shows up to pick her up for homecoming mm -hmm. and it, the villain, the, the tombs opens the door and you go, it, it, the expression on his face is great. Um, totally threw me for a loop. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to point out is this is how good Michael Keaton is as this actor is in the scene before that. Um, he goes, if I see Spider-Man, I'm going to kill him. And then he sees a news story about Spider-Man saving who we later learn is his daughter mm -hmm. at the Washington Monument. And there's this reaction on his face where it totally changes, where he's like, Spider-Man ain't all that bad. Like Spider-Man just saved my daughter from dying. Yeah, which is why he's doing everything that he's doing. Yeah. Is to, you know, help his daughter out. Yeah. And then, uh, it, it, so there's this subtle change in his thing where you don't, the moviegoer at that point, first watch, doesn't know that he knows who that girl is. Yes. Second time around, you know that that is his daughter, mm -hmm. and you go, that ex that still plays. Yeah, the expression, yeah. Yeah, it's be the first time around, you go like, oh, look, he's talking about Spider-Man, and then he's like, oh, Spider-Man was in Washington, D.C., I'll kill him. That's what you think it is, and then you go, Spider-Man, the second time around, Spider-Man saved my daughter. I have, I, like, I like, I love him or I respect him mm -hmm. and it plays both ways. And it's a beautiful little moment. Um, but then everything following that, Oh God, there. Okay. There is a certain horror <laughs> <laughs> that comes with being a teenage boy or even a young man, even, you know what? Hell, even if you're in your thirties, uh, of meeting a girlfriend's father for the first time. Yes. Or even just meeting parents. And this scene combining this kind of tough, sort of more blue collar, successful dad, mm -hmm. present dad, protective dad, who's not really doing anything wrong. He's just being like a, right, Peter? That's the right answer, Peter. Like, yeah. good job, right? He's just being super. He's just being a dad. He's being he, very dadly. He's being very dadly and comically dickish. Yeah, but again, to, very dadly. Very dadly. Comically He's like, dickish should I, be the tagline for dads. I find it kind of funny that me being a little mean to you is putting you so off. Because yeah. I realize because I realize I have that power against the over the teenage boys oh at my, my God, daughter's. My dad age. used to do that of all course. the time. Of course. How much can I make you squirm was my dad's game. Yeah. 
So combining that with the reveal of discovering that he is her dad mm-hmm. and the horror at which he's looking at this guy, realizing who he is and yep. what he's done. And then blending all of that into him slowly discovering that Peter Parker is Spider-Man on that car trip is such a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. Like it works on so many great levels and just, oh God, when he turns around and he goes, does she know? Ooh, yeah, that's good. Oh, and Because so many times in superhero movies, you're like, how did you not figure it out? Yeah. <laughs> how did you not figure out that Peter Parker yeah. is Spider-Man? And here you have someone putting it together in real time. And, and mentioning like, oh, I, I know your voice. Because that's the thing that always throws me off with a lot of these things is when you say, how did they not recognize? It's always the voice for me. Yeah. Because like when I hear a voice and I hear it again, normally I'm like, I know, I know what that, it's like when you're watching a cartoon or something and you're like, I know that actor. Who is that guy? Who I know that, that guy, guy from somewhere. I know somewhere. that guy, right? And you, but eventually you'll lock into it. So yeah. like, this is one of, the, one of the few times where a movie's like, yeah, he would recognize the voice. He would, absolutely. And and the point where he goes, oh, it must have been really scary being up in that elevator, eh, Peter? And Peter's mm-hmm. like, and his daughter's like, oh, he wasn't actually there. He he actually missed that. Well, no, he says it. He goes, I watched it from the ground. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like and she that, doesn't say anything. Like it's like, uh, yeah, Peter's like, oh no, like I, I, I it looked really crazy though. Like. <laughs> yeah, and he's just oh, he's putting it all together, and they're like, mm-hmm. does she know? Yeah. Oh, he goes, I will ki-, like Peter. You, it's like you saved my daughter, and I can't forget that. That goes a long way. But stay out of my way, or I will kill you, and I will kill all of your friends and family. Like that's a little too far. I like, although I do like what he is. Thank me for saving your life. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a fantastic blow line for that scene. Just thank me for, th- and thank he just goes, me. thank you. Yeah. Like as like, the most, that's like, a, that's dejected. big dick energy. Oh God. Yes. That's big dick energy. You know what Craig? I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things villains can do is like, yeah. thank me for not doing, doing something. Oh, yum, 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 yum. Delicious every time. Yeah, that whole scene's great. Also because like right after it, when he leaves the pro or the homecoming, pardon me, leaves the homecoming and uh, shows up and, you know, the vulture at, at the vulture's lair. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like talking to him, like stalling him, right? As soon as he crushes him, my first thought was, I bet every dad has wanted to do that. Just bring the roof down <laughs> yeah. on some punk ass team. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was yep. like, I bet this is a lot of people's fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know you're not good enough for my daughter, but she doesn't know that yet. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so the two things I do have issue with mm. in this movie is you can... I, you're fully justified stealing from Tony Stark. You're fully justified yes. doing this to sort of create a family. And let's let's chalk up the fact that it's selling weapons and that Tony Stark did the same thing to hypocrisy and we can't really hold you to, to terms on that. He does flat out murder one of his teammates. The guy who's like... He didn't mean to though. But he didn't care very much that he did. You know what I mean? He's like, I thought this was the anti-gravity gun. Yeah. And he goes, well... Guess you're the shocker now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could agree with that. He doesn't have a lot of loyalty to the men around him. Well, and it's just that the, the, the murder and he doesn't get pushed to it is my point. It's not like he's just like 
I don't feel like he was put into such a hard spot where he had to get rid of that guy or it was game No, over. but that was his because he... Because that guy brought up his his Achilles heel, essentially. I, I, I found that, that reaction to be totally plausible because the first thing that's out of his mouth is like, I don't think your wife would like to know or I don't think your family needs and like, okay, so that, and that's been his motivation through the whole thing is his family. And that's the first thing this guy throws in his fucking face. Yeah. I could see him amping up to a hundred immediately on that. Mm-hmm. Cause that okay. is, that is directly his, is his issue. Like that's yeah, exactly that's, what that's he's trying to achieve here. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's not like he said, I w- I'll go to the press or I'll, uh, you know, I'll become your competition or anything like that. He goes, I'm going to tell your family the only thing you've been doing this for. I'm going to yeah. ruin the only reason you're doing this. I guess I just, I really needed to feel like he was put in a harder place by that. I see. You know what I mean? And then maybe I'd be like, well, he had no choice. But right now I was like, oh, was that the disintegration? Right? I thought that was anti-gravity. And they go, oh, no. He goes, oh, well. And like, just... Like, he, he takes it too much in stride. Yeah, but the, his other teammates uh, don't seem to be th- too thrown by it either, though. Yeah. To be fair. So, I mean, I don't think that guy Maybe. was a good guy. No, I, don't I think, think those guys either. were like, oh, thank God. I don't have to see this guy around the office anymore. No, fair enough. <laughs> and then the other thing I cannot get on board with is seeking out to murder a teenager. Oh, sir. <laughs> to protect you. Yeah. Like knowing that it's Peter Parker, knowing that it's somebody that your daughter knows and being like, you know what? I got to murder this kid to maintain my my empire. But he also has a secondary chance to kill him and doesn't take it. Which one was that? When um, after the crash, after he's already, um, he, he's about to, his uh, wings are about to blow up. Mm-hmm. He has him by like by the wing, essentially. And then sees the crate, the thing that he, so like his goal is more important. He still goes to achieve that, drops him. He could have killed him instantly. No problem. Okay. But instead drops him, goes, you know what? I don't need this. I'm going to go take that and I'm out of here. So, I mean, yes, absolutely. His, uh, his first attempt, uh, you could very much argue that he was actively trying to murder him, but you could also make the argument that secondarily he has that chance and doesn't take it. Yeah, and he does redeem himself right at the end, that post-credit scene where the one guy comes up to him and he goes, yo, rumor, he's in prison, right? And he's like, rumor has it, you know who Spider-Man is? And he just looks him in the eye and goes, if I knew who Spider-Man would be, he'd be dead already? Yeah. And then it's like, hey, Tombs, your family's here? And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, he's, uh, you know, made some mistakes, but he's redeemed himself. In, in certain ways, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, now, what is, <laughs> when he gets crushed by the concrete, all I kept thinking, I'm like, if he was a real spider, I feel like that would have done the trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what concrete is supposed to do to, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, he's got super strength, I guess, is his. Yeah, but at a moment, I'm like, was that just like the groove in the shoe that missed you or like what? I, yeah, I mean, it still lands pretty lucky when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all I was saying. I'm like, does whatever a spider can will would probably die yeah. by concrete. Yeah, probably be crushed to death. Spiders, <laughs> yeah. that happens a lot to them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they uh, generally get crushed. Yeah. From what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I, I think what made me... Um, what I found very agreeable about the vulture as a villain was that he constantly seemed to 
reinforce that we fly under the radar. This mm-hmm. isn't about global domination. This isn't about killing a bunch of people. This isn't like we want to do this as cleanly as possible. We just want to get what we are owed. Yes. Because like when he's in the like when he's in the uh, truck, like you could take so much more. Like there, there's literally like a fleet of trucks taking this stuff out. And your plan is to fly in, get a couple of bags fly out you're good to go yeah they're not hijacking the whole truck no. and like and they're coming trying- in with giant spaceships and like flying off with it and that sort of thing yeah and they're doing it so discreetly that they're like uh they don't want anybody to notice so this isn't really about like super villainy or anything like that it's not about getting famous it's not about causing chaos it's it's just about in his mind at least it is just about getting what he is owed yep and and making a living in a world that has changed and no longer necessarily has uh, a spot for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I agree with all of his methods? Absolutely not. No. No. But I, again, I get the message. Yep. Pretty on board for it. Yep. I'm all good for it. Um, one, one other thing I wanted to bring up, because I'd be remiss if I didn't, there is the point at which uh, Spider-Man gets locked in uh, that big warehouse. Yeah. And he's trying to get out. And we have a blast door scene, baby, <laughs> where he is trying to access it from the inside and open it up. And I loved this scene because it's not just like he doesn't smash the control panel. First oh, of all, yeah, that's your pet peeve. First of you all, hate con- that. First of all, the control panel is inside. But the point of this thing is to lock things inside. So it makes sense that the control panel is mm-hmm. inside. And he's sitting there and he's got a multimeter and he's trying all these different circuits. Like he's actually manipulating electrical mm-hmm. circuits. And they mentioned that he tried, okay, trial 247. So he is trying some stuff before he finally gets it open. And I loved it. I was like, great attention to detail. I need to, Craig Bay, this has been Blast Doors with Craig Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming gets Craig Faye's blast door yeah. seal of approval. Got a thumbs up right now. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I just saw that. I didn't I even like, think I of that. To, yeah. yeah, I wish I had caught that and brought it up for yeah. you. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> nope. <'Cause laughs> that is me, one of your major things. Yep. Just blasting doors and they pop open. Hate it, hate it, hate it. At least he, he had to do some delicate electrical and rewiring work in order to override that door. I appreciate it. Also, good use of Spider-Man's skills where he's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, I liked a lot of the I liked a lot of the casting for everybody. Like uh all of the teenagers look like teenagers ish. You know what I mean? Like we're at least very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I, I believe you are young adults. <laughs> yeah. Well even like uh Ned too, which like when I first saw I was like, Oh, they're kinda doing like the goofy sidekick. Yeah. I was like, Does Spider Man need that? And then, like, you just fall in love with him. He's so the charming. Whole thing. He's the guy in the chair. I know. <laughs> I and this be the guy in the chair. Yeah, he just wants to be the guy in the chair. It's so great. Um, and it's like he shows up in that hat, and Amy's like, "Are you <laughs> yeah. really wearing that?" He's like, "I feel yeah. This hat makes me feel really good." And she's yeah. like, "Okay, I feel confident in this hat." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "I know that's a mistake, but you don't think that like just a great guy." I I really liked Ned, and it's, and I know this was in Infinity War, not this one, but that's like mm-hmm. the next time we see him. Where Peter goes to him, it's like, okay, 
like, you know what, Spider-Man, you need, like, quickly make a diversion. And then he just goes, oh, my God, we're all going to die. And just points <laughs> the alien ship yeah. in the distance. <laughs> it killed me. <laughs> killed me. Because, of course, that's the only distraction you yeah. need. Yeah. Right? Why uh, did you even ask him to do that? Yeah. It just And the dynamics are just, yeah, so good between the two of them. Mm, and, like, mm. yeah. Yeah, he was a good add in. I think he's a great character. <laughs> yeah. Even the um even kind of the bully or whatever, Flash, I think his name is. Oh yeah. Even he was just kind of fun where he's like getting people to chant like Peter Parker sucks or something at the uh at the party. Yeah. And then he gets his car stolen and he's like, I'm taking your car. Like this is Sp- as Spider Man. Mm. He goes, Well, it's not really my car, it's actually my dad's car. And then, like you just see him sitting on the side of the road to this date. Yeah, like I was a per the I would say the perfect amount of douche. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not so much that you wanted to see him harmed, but enough where you're like, could somebody give him a light tap? Like just, yeah. just keep in your lane, buddy. You know what I mean? Just a little tippy tap. He's not your typical bully. No. Where you're like, oh, we're going to beat you up, Parker. It's just like, I'm going to razz you a little harder than uh, you think because it's going to make me feel good and make me popular among other kids. Yeah, which I found a better storyline than bully comes in aggresses superhero superhero takes him out and then all of a sudden he's king of the school and like i just found it a lot nicer and more believable yeah the the only thing i don't find believable though about this movie is very quickly is so we see a lot of shots of tom holland with his shirt off yeah, <laughs> he is no, and he is. He's got he's ripped, right? He is like, ripped. He's yeah. got a tiny little frame, but like mm-hmm. you know, kids been working out. Kids been working out. But then there's the scene in gym class where they're supposed to be doing sit ups, and like he's pretending like it's hard. Yeah, and I'm like, man, abs like that. A few high school sit ups aren't. Gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you are, like you'd go into the change room and be like, "What the fuck, Peter?" Like. Well, you can't do sit-ups? Look at <laughs> you got yeah. those like side abs. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah, yeah, He definitely looks like he could crush a couple more than 10 crunches. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's so hard. What? I got to climb up this rope. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I imagine Spider-Man does pretty well on the rope climb. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. Create my own rope, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I think... Um, yeah, you know what? I just have a note. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just read back through your own notes and you go, wow, I really do have a specific type of personality. There's just one note that just says, I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> That's oh, all I wrote yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I wrote down. There's no comments underneath it. <laughs> I just had to like write it down. She's in five minutes of the movie. Why? We didn't need her. <laughs> I didn't need to see her. Well, that's the first time she'd been in a Marvel movie in a minute. Yeah. But, and I was so happy that she hadn't been there. <laughs> yeah, because I think they had almost all but written her out for yeah. Civil War. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of, yeah. Anytime she pops up, she really puts a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, we don't need this. Yeah. We don't I, need this. I've right talked now. to a bunch of people and about this. This has weirdly come up a lot lately. Because mm. um, there, well, there was actually that whole thing that went around a couple while ago where John Favreau was with her doing a cooking show. Did you see that? No, I did not. And and he goes like, yeah, we just like, you know, I kind of go around and like, you know, I, it's, you know, with celebrities or whatever, like when we're working on movies and that's kind of how this started. Like we just cook and like film it or whatever. So he's like, has Gwyneth Paltrow as his guest. He's like, so I, 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 you know, I first, we first made this when I, when we worked together on Spider-Man. 
And she goes, I wasn't in Spider-Man. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, you were. Spider-Man Homecoming? And she goes, no, I was in Avengers. Uh, and she goes, he goes, no, 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 you were in Spider-Man. Remember, like, Tony Stark comes out and we talk yeah. to Tom. And uh, she's like, that was Avengers. He goes, that was Spider-Man. <laughs> so, like, it's just very funny because yeah. that's how many of these movies these people are doing is they can't even keep track of which ones they're in and which ones they aren't. Oh, yeah. Plus, she just doesn't care. Yeah, she just doesn't, doesn't she's care. She's a bitch. But she's very like, good actress, crackpot lady. She's, yeah, she's a, I believe, fundamentally, she's an evil person. Yeah, you things, have to be evil. The thing she's evil. doing is it's it's to quackery sell and like stickers that have good energy. Yeah, fuck she's you. She's a charlatan. She's a charlatan. For wow, sure. she told women to steam their vaginas. Did you remember that? that yeah. That's really really bad to do. You should never ever 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 do that, and uh, it can sincerely hurt you. I, the it's only like these anti-vax people running around. Jessica Biel, get bent. The only thing I can think of for that is like the steamed ham thing from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's like that. That's the only way that steamed vagina the came steamed out. It's like ham. a steamed vagina in your in your kitchen in this part of the country this time of year. Uh, yes. Can I see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only excuse for uh, that I can think of. But yeah, I, I, point taken. I know, I'm not, not going to fight you on that. The, the whole point is, is just sometimes I check my notes and I'll just write, I fucking hate this person. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes it's just for me. I won't even talk that's about fine. it. I that's just want to remind myself yeah. that I hate them. That's fair enough. Uh, anything else you wanted to share? No, I think I, I think we... Okay. I, I think, think ending on Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> the Vulture is a blue-collar uh, hero. Tony Stark is a real villain, and fuck Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Tom Holland's abs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's time to uh, give our definitive ranking of how yeah. good our villain is. So, obviously, we're both doing the Vulture, right? Yes. Uh, yep, so what, what's, uh, what's your villain? Uh, uh, what's your rating here? Uh, okay, so I've got uh, from... I, I've got a spider scale. Okay, uh, I also did the same thing. Uh, so we'll see. From finding a spider in your shoe. Okay. To finding half a spider in your sandwich. Oh, <laughs> this is like the spider horror this, scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah. this a uh, spider on your face. <laughs> Good. Just you know to, what I mean? You know, you don't really want it there. It's probably gonna bite you, but. Uh, you know, its intentions were good. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. It's yeah. just crawling around. Fair enough. So I did. I also did my uh, spider scale, obviously. Um, so, but I did mine on the uh, from a scale of uh, Daddy Long Legs, just a little harmless guy, mm. all the way to the Goliath bird eating tarantula. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, Vulture a solid Black Widow, because mm. uh, it he caused a few deaths. You know yeah. what I mean? But. Uh, only when disturbed and really just wants to be left alone to do their own thing. Good one. Just like a black widow. Yeah, I like yeah, that's that. Right. There that's we go. A good one. Yeah, so that's my scale, how good the villain is. And uh, yeah, so I guess before we get to our hero and villain of the week where we talk about people who have inspired or disappointed us, uh, a couple ways you can help the podcast. Yeah, uh, please like and subscribe. And if you could leave us a uh, little review on iTunes, that would be amazing. Uh, you can email us at uh, villainwasright at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or comments or, 
you know, if we're doing something to annoy you, just send us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, suggestions are more, more, right. uh, yeah, more our speed. But yeah, the other thing is we're going to be doing something uh, pretty cool with the audience suggestions uh, coming up. Uh, we're going to announce yes. it sometime soon. Stay tuned. So yeah, keep sending those to us because uh, they honestly make our job easier. Uh, and also, did we cover off Twitter and everything yet? Uh, VWR. Uh, <laughs> at, at Twitter. VWR podcast, pardon me. Yeah, at Twitter. Uh, Villain was right on Facebook and... Um, we, yeah, Rain we review, it. tell your friends, baby. Yeah, we yeah, love it. Tell your, tell your <laughs> friends. Uh, I like yeah. that baby's starting to catch back on. I know. I've been using it um, too much because you use it, it a little is ironically. It of, is it because of me? No, <laughs> you're, not the, like, you're not the <laughs> only one that does it, and I've caught myself because I use it ironically, right? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. But people don't always know you, so i got to be careful. Oh, yeah. You know I've got I mean? caught in that trap too yeah, many times. A, yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. we're friends. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not. Right. I forgot. I just yeah, met you. Yeah. Doing the podcast, baby. And yeah. you're like, oh, that that that's weird. That's not a podcast <laughs> I want to listen to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now we're on to our hero yeah. and villain of the week. Uh, what do you got this week? I've got, a, I've got a, uh, a, a light hero. Light hero? Okay. Light and I also, have a, uh, I also have a light hero this oh, week. Oh, fun. We'll keep it nice and airy. Yeah, Spider-Man's nice and airy. a fun one. Um, do you want me to leave? off for the sure one? okay uh so this is yeah this is super um super simple but basically what happened is uh we went uh cat and i went up uh north to uh one of one of our friends uh places they got a nice little place up in collingwood uh that they rent and they're having a good buy party so it was a bunch of people <laughs> there that you know some people we knew some people we weren't just kind of like hanging out in the mm-hmm. patio kind of sipping beers all day it was gorgeous weather and like you know I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna break out some of the nice summer linens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh. a nice linen, nice night and breezy. It's got like a little collar on it. Okay. But it's like okay. you know, like I ironed it. It was like freshly mm-hmm. pressed mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, you know, like for a summer look, I was feeling pretty good about myself. I was like fun and casual and whatever. Um and then at this party there's also, you know, uh people there with kids and whatnot. So they were like kicking soccer balls and stuff around the yard and that sort of thing. And um Later in the evening, you know, I've had a few or whatever. You know, it's just real loose. Sun's starting to go down or whatever. The the couple with the kids, you know, leaves. So they do the whole thing of like, we got a long drive back to Toronto. Mm-hmm. So we're going to change the kids into their pajamas in the house and then bring them all out, right? Yeah. So they're they're doing that. They're all busy. And um, I, I go into the house to use the bathroom. And as I'm coming out, I run into the little girl in her pajamas and keep in mind, you know, I'm feeling pretty dapper or whatever. <laughs> and this this girl just looks at me and goes, are those your pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because linens do look yeah. like pajamas to kids. And I was like, oh, you, okay. Uh, to a kid, it looks like I'm showing up yeah. to a party wearing my pajamas. All right, touche, kid, touche. Take me down a few pegs. So that's my hero. Well, just the kid who asked me if I was currently wearing my pajamas. What a fun world to live in, though. You know what I mean? Through the eyes of a child, just like, you know, if you're an adult, you can just show up to a party in pajamas. I mean, I, we can if Technically, we Technically, yeah, that's yeah. actually true. Yeah. yeah. We are allowed to do whatever we would like. I don't know. Maybe you're being invited to fancier parties than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. So that's my hero of the week. Yeah. I've got like, um, so one of my friends, uh, Nader, messaged me uh, last week and was like, hey, I have these tickets for Adam Sandler. Mm. And he's like, I can't use them. He goes, one of my friends has had like a, a medical emergency. He's like, I can't come in for it. Um, do you want them? And I was like, yeah, like I would go see Adam for, yeah. I was like, I'd go see Adam Sandler. Absolutely. And I kept yeah. insisting. I was like, Hey, like, uh, let me give you, cause like, I don't know how much these cost, right? Like he sent them to me like immediately, just like via email, but it doesn't show you the price on them because 
you know, that's a big, uh, <laughs> big scam as they try and send it to you without it so that you don't know how much you've spent. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah and resale value and all this kind of stuff. And so they, they just the same company that sells them also resells them. That's uh, a huge problem. Anyway, uh, yep. the fact that the government has not stepped in on this at all, barely, is insane and madness to me. It's such a fucking crooked system. I hate it. But uh, he sent them to me right away, and I was like, hey, like, you know, can I send you some money or whatever? And he was just like, listen, like, I just want. He was like, he's one of my favorite people of all time, and I just would really like to give them to somebody that would go and enjoy it. And I was like, that is so fucking nice. (laughs) I have no idea how much they got. Like, I still don't. But I was like, that is so truly nice of you. He was like, yeah, take somebody with you, whatever. I took another comedian with me who also really enjoyed himself. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was just so fun to go. How was the show? It was really interesting. Okay. So he had Rob Schneider open for him, Mm -hmm. who is uh, probably the worst comedy act I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. It, which is, again, yeah, you said, wow. It's really saying something for me to say that because I've seen a lot of bad. Wow. Oh, my God. And I he was, I shouldn't say surprisingly racist, but um, a lot of his material was really race-fueled. And I was like, oh, you're in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> there were parts of his uh, set where it just completely dropped off at the end because nobody, like, there was, like, silence. Because people were, and, and a huge audience, like this audience is massive. It was at the Budweiser Theater, which oh, was wow. also outside. So that was also kind of a weird dynamic for comedy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like he, and he also made a joke about how Canadians don't tip. And we were like, do you know what we do up here? Because <laughs> we definitely tip. We yeah. probably tip less than Americans because our servers get paid more. But we and definitely we tip. Get free healthcare. Yeah, like <laughs> I was just like, but we definitely tip. I don't know what you're talking about. But like Sandler, watching Sandler was it was really neat. Yeah, it wasn't I, all like lights out of me, of course. But, but I think he's also filming his next special because oh, they they put a thing up at the beginning like you, you are be being filmed. filmed. Well, first of all, that you can't film, but also that you are going to be filmed, like because mm-hmm. he was filming the audience and everything. And he did some new bits, which was great. But I also sat beside. And I, I will never understand this for the rest of my life. Why would you buy tickets to something and then not watch the show? There were 10, I'm not exaggerating this night. There were 10 people. They were all in the same group and they were sitting beside, uh, right beside me. And I don't think they stopped getting up and down, getting drunk, yelling. The one guy beside me kept talking to me until Dan, who I brought, like shut him down. Cause like I was just, he was so drunk and I was like, oh, I just, I just kept going, shh, shh, like, please, shh, like I'm trying to listen or whatever. And Dan just leaned over and was like, hey, buddy, we're not interested. Watch the show. Stop talking to us. And I was like, damn, Dan. Okay. Yeah, that's some good. Um, you got a couple heroes in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but this guy, I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. I don't think each one of them took one Instagram video, posted it, and that's all they did the entire night. Other yeah, than I mean, talk was, to themselves. Yeah. It was wild to watch. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Yeah. Anyway, Nader's my hero. Yeah. Hey, give me free tickets. Just want somebody. To, I'm like, that is such a wonderful attitude. Yeah. Just want someone to go who's going to enjoy it. It's yeah. great. 
That's fantastic. We should, and it was yeah. a super fun time. And I think honestly, I think Sandler's next special will be pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, not to drag this on too too much longer, but the Adam, so the last Adam Sandler special that came out. So Adam Sandler has not done some great movies in the Ooh. past a little bit. No. Oh, do you so, want to know why that is? Because I couldn't figure out why he kept putting out these bad movies. Because he had a deal with Netflix, right? Uh, because for, Well, from what I've heard, and I'm not sure if this is 100% accurate, but I've heard it from one or two people, that um, his movies do so well in China that he makes like barrels, barrels sure. of money. And like I, it, it really translates whatever he's doing. They love it in China. They gets, love it. And he gets to go to nice places and make movies with his friends. I get it. I get yeah. why you would do it. But like, I haven't been a big fan for a few years. Uh, and then everyone was talking about his stand-up special and so many different voices and diverse opinions uh, of comedians I know and like were saying how great that special was. Cause it's I so just, whimsical. I had written it yeah. off like, oof, this is going to be, you know, this is, this is a 56 year old man now. I don't know how old he is, uh, who made it with juvenile humor and is just going to try and redo fart jokes. I was like, no way. And then mm -hmm. everyone was like, it is great. And I watched it and I was like, this is so fun. Mm -hmm. This is silly and great and stupid. And just like, it was great. So yeah, it's, it's like as a standup, he's really uh, piqued my interest. So I'm so glad you got to go and check it out. Yeah, oh, it was really great. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's uh, it for, uh, where can they find you, Craig? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Craig Fay Comedy on Twitter, Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, uh, CraigFay.com for show dates. And also, uh, I'll be launching a video project uh, in the coming weeks or months. Um, so if you can find me on YouTube uh, and hit subscribe there uh, so you won't miss the uh, the announcement of the first episode yet. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and you can follow me at Rebecca Reitz at anything of your choosing. Uh, thank you for listening. Next week we're going to be talking about, and this has been highly requested, uh, we're going to be doing the movie Twister. So uh, look out for that. Uh, until then, this has been The Villain Was Right, reminding you to do not extend yourself. Or sorry, do not overextend yourself. <laughs> Very specifically. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>